0: Welcome to our podcast where we will be discussing the directions the district court can make in respect of children in state care. I am Laura Warnock and I'm a solicitor in the Health and Prosecutions team at Mason Hayes and Kern. I am joined today by my colleagues and fellow solicitors on the team, Heather Flood and Dermot Fahy.
1: Hi
0: So today we will talk about the main piece of legislation which applies to this area, which is Section 47 of the Child Care Act 1991. And we'll be taking a look at directions which were granted in the context of religious wishes and medical interventions, and then provide some examples which we have encountered in practice. Okay, so let's dive on in. Heather, can you give us a brief background to this area to start us off?
2: Hi, Laura. Delighted to be joining you today. So Section 47 of the Child Care Act, uh, which has been amended from time to time, allows the District Court to give directions or make orders on any such question affecting the welfare of the child as it thinks proper. And this section has been interpreted as giving the District Court ultimate control or the final say regarding children in care as noted by Mr. Justice McCracken in the 1999 High Court case, EHB and McDonnell. um, This section gives the district court the power to decide on any matters which could reasonably be considered adversely to affect the welfare of the child. Any person can seek a direction or order, including relating to children in voluntary care. It doesn't apply to the special care area, however, which is dealt with under part 4A of the Act. Interestingly, a judge can also make an order or direction of their own motion under this section, as often happens where the judge is of the view that a particular course of action is required. But no formal application has to be brought before the court for that to happen. So no other party needs to bring an application or a serve notice. OK, thank you, Heather.
0: Um, so, Jeremy, tell me, in your experience, what is the most common type of direction which, which is sought under Section 47?
1: Uh, well, Laura, uh, the most common application by far is one to lift what is known as the in-camera rule. This rule requires that child care proceedings are heard in private. Uh, there are restrictions on reporting on such cases and sharing any information which has come to light in court, including reports prepared for the benefit of the proceedings. This rule must be lifted by the court to share details of the proceedings with outside parties. Common examples of this, see cropping up again and again, include sharing of a court report with a child's therapist, their school, or for an educational assessment. So journalists cannot report on childcare cases as they would in other types of normal cases. Any reporting done by journalists must not identify the families or individuals involved in, in childcare cases. So this is a common issue that arises for social workers, as there can be confusion about what information about court can be shared with a third party, um, including a, a child's school, for example. A good guidance is that you can share general information about the child, but anything about the court proceedings or documents generated for a court at the direction of a judge are subject to the in rule and therefore should not be shared. Specific consent of the court is required to share this type of information with third parties. Okay,
0: so turning back to you now Heather, can you tell me if this provision can be used to dispense with the consent of a child's guardian?
2: Yeah, so this is another area which comes up regularly. Uh, When a child is subject to a full care order under Section 18 of the Act, Tusa has like control over the child as if it were his parent and has authority to give consent to any necessary medical, psychiatric examination, treatment or assessment and give consent regarding passports or travel abroad for a limited period. It is still good practice for social workers to keep the parents informed of these decisions Um, but when a child is subject to an emergency care order or An interim care order or a voluntary care agreement, the child's guardian still has the right to make major decisions about the child, including medical, travel, and religious decisions. Uh, In these cases, TUSA can bring a Section 47 application seeking to dispense with the guardian's consent. When considering making a Section 47 application, it's worth bearing in mind Article 42A of the Constitution, which mandates that the best interests of the child shall be the paramount consideration. So, an application to dispense with consent might be necessary, for example, if a child's mother doesn't want to consent to the child receiving a passport, but two syllables, it is in the child's best interest. And um, so, what's in the child's best interest must also always be the main consideration. And uh, that will be what informs the judge's decision as well. Um, You can also bring this kind of application if, despite best efforts, you haven't been able to obtain mother's wishes. Um, So it's important to remember also that the parents should be notified if a child in care is traveling outside of the Republic of Ireland. Even if they consent, the court should be informed and technically the court needs to authorize this travel abroad. Um, It is important that the foster carers bring a copy of the orders when they are traveling in case any issues arise. Um, So a child's guardian might equally bring an application when they release their wishes aren't being respected so this could be a rise where a parent doesn't agree with for example uh, a placement that the child is in.
0: Okay thank you Heather that, that's really interesting um, in the introduction then I tr- I touched on the use of section 47 directions for medical interventions for a child and perhaps Jermud you might elaborate on this a little bit more.
1: Sure, Laura um, so the general position is that the consent of a child's guardian is required for any non-urgent medical intervention this includes anything from vaccinations to attending the dentist so when a child is the subject of an interim care order the subject of an emergency care order or involuntary care the court can make directions regarding medical or psychiatric examination treatment or assessment of the child Section 47 can be used to dispense with the guardian's consent and to allow the child and family agency to sign consent forms required for medical intervention.
0: Um, Heather, do you have any examples where this was used in practice?
2: Yeah, so in one case, the child and family agency requested that a direction under Section 47 be granted in relation to children who were subject to interim care orders to receive the flu vaccine in line with current public health guidance and the child and family agency also wanted a direction to dispense with parental consent. So the children could avail of screening campaigns in school or in the community and receive uh, medical intervention and attention kind of going forward if and when required. And so the social work, Team made a lot put in a lot of effort to work in partnership with the parents to ensure that the needs of the children were met. Um, but it was difficult to achieve a consensus with the parents, uh, and they as they weren't engaging with the child and care reviews and were reluctant to sign forms in relation to medical consent. So um, the child and family agency were kind of looking for this general consent of the parents um, going forward. Uh, when the application was heard in court, legal representatives for the parents as well as the guardian ad litem. Successfully argued that the wording of the direction in particular, uh, the general consent was too broad Um, the judge accepted that public health guidance advised that children should get flu vaccines, but was not minded to dispense with the parents consent generally to any medical intervention. So the final wording of the direction was limited to flu vaccines only, and it read to dispense with the consent of respondent parents to have the children avail of the flu vaccine in line with public health recommendations, if deemed appropriate by the children's GP. The GP administering the flu vaccine is to confirm in advance that there are no previous adverse reactions uh, to lift the in-camera so that the appropriate information can be shared with the children's GP. OK,
0: thank you for that. Um I think that the takeaway then is that the wording of, of any direction must be sp- specific to the consent being sought for that specific intervention. Um, Jermud, do you have any case examples relating to medical intervention?
1: Yeah, so I think one case which is definitely worth mentioning is one that went all the way to the high court. That is the 1998 High Court case of A and B and the Eastern Health Board, so formerly the the HSE, and that was given by Justice Gehagin. So in that case, the child was subject to an interim care order uh, and had become pregnant as a result of rape. An application was made to allow the child to travel to the UK to have an abortion. direction was then granted in the district court but was subsequently appealed by the child's parents Uh, and that direction was to allow the child to travel for the abortion the high court held that an abortion could fall within the definition of medical treatment justice gagan stated that while the wishes of the child's parents must be taken into account the judge has ultimate discretion as to how much weight should be given to those wishes while the welfare of the child must be the first and paramount consideration This must be done within a constitutional framework. So you see the ramifications of this area can be quite far-reaching. Heather,
0: then, can we turn to the applications of Section 47 to religious decisions?
2: Yeah, so this can be a bit of a contentious area. Um, If you look first at the relevant legislation, Regulation 8 of the Child Care Placement of Children in Foster Care Regulations 1995, states that TUSA shall endeavour to respect the wishes, uh, if any, of the child's guardian in relation to the child's religious upbringing and the religion of the foster parents. It further notes that where it is not possible to comply with these wishes, TUSA may make such arrangements as it considers reasonable in the circumstances. Having made those arrangements, if the child's guardian is dissatisfied, TUSA must inform the guardian about section 47 of the Act, and if so requested in writing by the guardian, apply to the district court for directions. However, I would say it's good practice to bring these objections to the court's attention, even if the child's on a full care order.
0: Okay, thank you, Heather. Chairman, I think you have an example in relation to baptising the child.
1: Yes. So in one case, the mother had refused to consent to the baptism of her children and was using access with the children as a bargaining tool when the child did not want to see her. But the child, and fam- the child felt left out of communion proceedings, which were taking place in school, um, and this was causing the child distress. The child's father was consenting to the baptism going ahead. Um, so the child and family agency wanted to dispense with the mother's consent so that the child could um, go ahead. So bearing in mind Regulation 8, ahead, our office drafted a letter to the mother noting that that if it requested to do so, the CFA would make an application under Section 47 requesting that the district court decide whether the children would be baptised or not. If not, the baptisms would proceed by a certain date. Um, Ultimately, in that case, the, the baptism did proceed without the need to seek a formal direction under Section 47 from the court. Heather,
0: I think you wanted to mention a case in relation to the choice of a religious school.
2: Yeah, so in that case, Tusla made a Section 47 application for a child of Catholic parents who was in foster care to attend a Church of Ireland par- primary school. The parents who were not consenting were present in court and legally represented. Tusa so noted that the foster parents' children attended this school and if the child attended a different school, she wouldn't feel integrated into the foster family. So the judge noted that there was a commitment for the child to attend mass and um, religious edu- Catholic religious education. So in those circumstances, the judge uh, was satisfied to grant the Section 47 application for the child to attend the local Church of Ireland primary school. Very good. Thank you, Heather. So that just uh, brings us to
0: the end of our podcast now. Um, We hope that it is clear that uh, there are a broad range of reasons why court directions may be required in child care proceedings. Um, Section 47 has resulted in the courts granting many varied orders and directions concerning children in care. Um, Any person can bring a Section 47 application and the judge may make their own directions or order under the section. And it's important for Tusla to be aware of when a Section 47 application needs to be brought prior to carrying out or making certain decisions. So thank you all for listening today and thank you to Heather and Dermot for your insights.